at the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Ullman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Oh, hey guys, it's me, Nate. Oh. And uh, I'm just, I'm so happy to be here with you and Ben. Hey buddy, how you been? I'm, I've been pretty good. Nate, you sound like you have a cold. Yeah, it's really cold down here in Alabama, but I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm recording uh, Alabama vir- virtually. Yeah, with oh. the f- I'm in the family and I'm on vacation. Wow, what are you doing in Alabama, yeah, buddy? Yeah, man, I didn't even know you were going on vacation. That's crazy. Yeah, no, we've been uh, down here for about uh, two days. Yeah, it's been great, you know, just on spring break with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, like, Jesus is football and football is life. Wow. Nate, uh, <laughs> weird. <laughs> uh, Nate's not here. Nate's it's just not here. Me and Ben. Uh, Nate is on a little vacay for a spring break with his familia. He does deserve it. He likes to go on trips sometimes, uh, pretty much once a year. And we <laughs> figured we figured we would let him off the hook this time. We, we uh, well, he did say no to us forcibly trying to have him record. Yeah, we also uh, told him that we were going to fire him. Yes. So this is the last episode with and without Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, guys, that's really sad. <laughs> uh, no, but Nate did uh, did send yes. send a little something. Go uh, ahead and read that uh, manifesto. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he he wanted to read, so I, I'm going to make sure that I, I read it in his voice as well too. Uh, he did say in the, in the text message to us, "Please read this letter," and then in the message you'll hear what he says. Okay, here we go. Uh, please read this letter in full. Uh, my dearest 10 to 1 and go fix yourself podcast listeners and fans, uh, I'm writing to express my deepest apologies for being unable to host the podcast this week, but let's be honest, you're probably listening to this podcast to hear my voice, which Brad Roman once lovingly compared to Bobcat Goldthwait, the actor that most ex- experts believe angered the American classic film Police Academy 2, their first assignment, uh, but alas, okay, that's enough of that. I was going to say, are you gonna, I, I was almost <laughs> going to interrupt. Like, but alas, the whole thing. I am on vacation this week with my family in Alabama. Listeners, I need you to put on a brave face and listen as best you can to be- Brad and Ben get through this episode of Fill in the Blank podcast we host. With you listening, I can afford great vacations and much needed time away from Ben and Brad. Hey. And they fight like a lot. Well, that's that's yeah. I, I once even brought them to my therapist and he said that they seemed, quote, super codependent and, quote, unhealthy and that I should, quote, distance myself from them, unquote. I should have read this before. But alas, this life has chosen me. I like musical theater. Sometimes in my nightly prayers, I ask God to give Ben a bigger heart so that he'll see the brilliance of amazing musicals. God has given us them to enjoy. Why can't Ben enjoy them? Is he irreparably broken, dear Lord? Is this my ministry in this life? Probably. (laughs) Well, anywho, thank you for your understanding, and I wish you all a fantastic show. And if it's not, I'll be back next week to save my coast from each other. I love you all. Hashtag peace in the Middle East. Plainly, Nate Lauk's Esquire. Plainly. Plainly. No love, no you sincerity. son of a bitch. This, this guy, this fucking guy. Ugh. Well, anyway. we're, we're, hey guys, 10 to 1 podcast. This is a Saturday Night Live podcast where we review and recap new episodes of Saturday Night Live. Uh, we're back with a trio of back-to-back episodes, and this is the first of three kicking off April in a big way. April Fool's. Saw Quinta Brunson, star and creator of Abbott Elementary, host the show for the first time. She couldn't have been more excited. And uh, we're going to go through through the episode here uh, in in just the next, I don't know, 40 minutes or so? Yeah. I think that'll, maybe less, because without Nate here, it's just going to be us blowing air up each other's ass. Yeah, we, we, we should try to disagree. Maybe we'll, I wonder how, how we will. We have yeah, we just sat down. We haven't even talked about the episode off the air at all. No. So I, don't, I didn't read Brad's review. Shocker. We typically don't. 
read, your, read your review? No, I mean, well, that, <laughs> but but we also typically don't talk about our opinions beforehand, except for I just could not uh, stop talking about how much I hated the Travis Kelsey episode, so. Yeah, that's a that's for an, an, a whole other podcast we're going to start calling. We're, we're What's act- wrong with Brad? We're going to do, actually, a whole podcast season just about how bad that episode yeah, was. Yeah, no, and the listenership will go up for sure. Absolutely. The ship will go up like the Titanic. Speaking of, uh, guys, if you, if you do listen to us on here, you know, it, you should comment. You should say some stuff. You should tell us uh, what you like don't like about the show what you like don't like about snl give us a five-star rating yeah. uh, on apple Podcasts or St- stitcher or spotify wherever you're listening to this thing and uh tell your friends if they like saturday night live and, and post around about it somewhere yeah. on- online uh we would really appreciate it we that's, would. All, that's all i wanted to, i wanted to sincerely say thank you to all of our listeners there you go uh and uh brad uh, let's let's uh, how do we how do we do the show um, I don't. Re- I don't remember. I think we start with some games. <laughs> no, that's not at all what oh. we do. No, uh, we're just going to dig right into it. We're going to start with uh, the cold open, which is uh, the Trump indictment, and uh, this was a sketch where it's not clear who the writers were for whatever reason. Where we normally get our list of writers, there wasn't. There wasn't actually a list. The show's already off the rails. Brian. So I, I, we don't even know who the writers were. This is the source that Nate sent me, and if it's not there, I don't know who to trust. Uh, I don't know how, where to find the writer for this one. Uh, but this was basically their acknowledgement of the fact that Donald Trump was indicted and uh, is going to have to go face the court and maybe maybe some justice. And uh, this really was, uh, I don't know, a weird one. Like, I don't know. I liked it. Really? I didn't mind it I because I like. So I, I took it into the context as they've been off for a couple weeks. So they, they had to shoehorn a lot into of the pop culture stuff. Sure. And I'm glad that they did it here and got it out of the way so that we didn't get. A, a bunch of big sketches about stuff that's happened in the past two weeks that they've done before. Like I like, I, so I'm like, I, I know SNL is going to do it. So how bad is is this going to be? And James Austin Johnson's Trump is not bad, so I I don't mind it. For me, it wasn't any of the pop culture stuff that that was like it just like was a, a weird like sketch like premise like the, a weird way to frame it like giving Donald Trump like an album to address like the indictment and bringing in Afro Man because he has new new well, tracks. It's because and- they he really did record a song right no, no i know so that's i, I get it I, I get it too but like i just i don't know i don't you get it then i just it, it didn't work for me it felt i don't know the, the, I, I like james austin johnson's donald trump uh the one thing that i did laugh at is when he said uh uh jim from office that was yeah. uh, that was did, funny you, you did know that afro man got uh busted right yeah of course like they, they tried to they tried to raid him and there was no weed in the home yeah and then he wrote two songs yeah. about that and <laughs> now the cops are real mad hilarious yeah i know that because a friend of the pod charlie young told me because he follows afro man very closely <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that's hilarious but that's like, <laughs> because if like if, if it was 2009 sure but. well you got to keep up with your favorites you know <laughs> uh and but, that sound actually that sounds like a dig on Charlie, and it's not. It's at not. All. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you know, Kenny Thompson showing up as Don King. Oh, okay, um, he didn't even say only in America. I know. It's, that was know. weird. That was the worst part. I just uh, yeah, this was this just didn't really do anything for me. Was, for for me, this was one of the two bad sketches of the night. Otherwise, I think that the rest of the episode is actually pretty damn I was, good. Outside with it, it wasn't. It, it didn't shit the bed. I'm just glad that they're not doing Fox and Friends, or they're not doing Judge Janine Piero or C-SPAN or yeah. Any of that shit. I know they had to acknowledge the Trump indictment. Yeah, of course, I just of course. I just wish that they did something a little bit better. But anyway, uh, all right, let's get into the monologue. Uh, Quinta Brunson, of course, uh, came out as the host. 
and she was clearly very genuinely excited to be there. You know, obviously, everyone dreams of hosting Saturday Night Live, typically. Uh, for her, it feels like one of those things that rings a little more true because she's not just you know uh, an actor. She's been doing sketch comedy for a long time. She went to, to Second City. And so this is a big thing, especially because only recently has she become like a household name because of you know winning Emmys for Abbott Elementary, uh, both as creator and as a writer. And uh, I will say this out loud. I I don't know if this is a hot take or not. Um, she's short. <laughs> she is a tiny lady. She's so, and it, it's so much more apparent later on. Oh yeah. In the monologue, even though she came out, I was like, she is. She's gonna need help down those stairs. <laughs> she's so short. She's she's a small lady. Uh, so the monologue written by Mike Desenzo, Alex English, Jake Nordwin, Kate Peterman, Jordan Temple, and uh, this this was a very you know genuine kind of thing. It was nice to hear her talk about you know kind of breaking out of the shell of how you know teachers and people see her because of her character being so earnest and lovable on Abbott Elementary and I I, I kind of like to because it opened up the floodgates for her to have just a myriad of fun throughout throughout the rest of the oh, night. Oh for sure yeah uh, she, she uh, definitely said I'm not that character yeah and here I'm going to take the next hour and a half and show you. Yeah exactly so it's it's a lot of fun and he, honestly if you uh, watch her uh, she has um, a, a recurring supporting part on History of the World Part 2 uh, and she's funny there and she, she gets pretty raunchy in that too so that that's hilarious. Yeah, she she's great. Yeah. And of course, you know, I I've been thinking I think that this season is one of the seasons where we have had the most like home videos shown by by hosts. I don't remember ever seeing this yeah, many like leaning in yeah. for sure. It, and so oh go ahead. She 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 showed a video uh where she was hanging out with President Barack Obama right. <laughs> and Barack Obama sent like a nice video to her mom who was actually a teacher in in real life and you know kind of inspired at elementary uh, and so just a real iPhone video of Barack Obama talking to her mom at, at seeming it looked like a bar so, maybe or yeah. something <laughs> Barack uh, look <laughs> he was great yeah so it's really cool to see stuff like this I like when the hosts bring you know stuff from their real life whether it's a home video from their family or you know it's like an old performance or something like we that. we talked about this with um, the actress Jenna Ortega Mm-hmm. We talked about the the, the high definition video that we're going to start to see more and more with these younger actors that yeah. host the show. They're cutting back to oh a commercial I did and it's from 2017 yeah. shot in 1080p and you're going <laughs> okay I'm we're just all old now yeah exactly you know uh, but yeah so a good monologue I felt like she she it was clear she was confident oh yeah she was very excited and you know they gave me like a good feeling that it was going to be a good episode. We're going to move right on to the first sketch after the monologue, uh, Drug Dealer. And this is the only other one that we don't have a list of writers for. I don't know why these, these early uh, sketches in the evening don't have it. We, uh, we miss you. It's not. It's no, not. I'm blaming you. It's not my fault. I'm gonna. I'm looking you. at the same source that Nate has. Yeah, not, Nate, Nate's got people. It's not here. He makes calls. Uh, this is a sketch where uh, someone's looking for some drugs. Cocaine specifically. Looking, yeah, looking for some cocaine and uh, how a, white is it? <laughs> a bunch of uh, different drug dealers come come out of the the woodwork in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> seeing, this was great. This was really good. It's 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 a deceptively simple premise where they're basically just doing different variations of the same joke, but they were all so funny and also just the the different looks of the drug dealers, especially seeing Quinta Brunson. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. And then you've got freaking Michael Long uh, fellow. Coming out of the wall, yeah. <laughs> in 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 uh, um, an escalation move that I love, yeah. Because it was it was getting a little stale, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, <laughs> black tar heroin's here, yeah. <laughs> now go away because you can't do a black joke. It's so it's so black that uh oh no, <laughs> go on. 
How black is it? It's so good. <laughs> Man, clever. Just very clever uh, twist yeah. on that premise. Uh, very good, though, yeah. And they were still able to work in a little pop culture stuff because they said, you know, it's whiter than uh, Gwyneth Paltrow skiing in Utah. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that ran into her. Of course. Uh, and, you know, I was there for it. It was a really, really fun sketch. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed this one, too. It's just, uh, and it, it used more you know cast members than i anticipated they, they, they just kept coming out and that's that, that was so much so fun. good so good all right uh the next sketch this was a uh, a pre-tape and this is the bridesmaid cult documentary and uh, this is parodying various uh, cult documentaries that have been on netflix and hbo max such as uh wild wild country uh the the nexium cult i think the vow is was called on hbo uh and a lot of different documentaries that have been on streaming services about various uh cults except this one is centered around the idea of someone being a bridesmaid and brides basically just being crazy about how their wedding goes this was fine this yeah this was okay if anything i think what i appreciate about this the most is as a pre-tape they did a really good job of capturing the vibe of the of these you know uh, documentaries and the the tension that there is and like how they build up suspense with the the talking heads and everything. It felt kind of like I don't know an easy target. Like it's it's a pretty simple thing to make fun of. Be like, oh yeah, we all know brides are crazy about their wedding and being a bridesmaid. It's it gets, it gets pretty intense when you have a, a crazy bride. The the funniest stuff. So it was very it's very broad, right? Yeah. That's why it it didn't necessarily play so well for me. The when it when it got specific about like they mentioned you no know, Nashville like it being the city that all bridesmaids you know all bridal parties go to yeah and it's very true it's it's obviously I was in Nashville for a convention and the, every every bar had nine bachelorette parties it yeah. was insane how many dicks did you see uh seven oh that's it yeah well so that, and that was not, that had nothing to do with the brides. <laughs> okay good. all right no but i i like it when they got they made specific references that was good but the broader stuff i think bowen yang had bowen yang had a good line where he's like i was drugged by myself <laughs> so that was good uh yeah i mean it was fine yeah so that one was written by uh jimmy fowley allison gates uh sierra o'sullivan and will stevens so we'll have to take it up with them i guess i think i'm just i think i'm spoiled from the waffle house pre-tape i'm expecting all pre-tapes to be <laughs> fucking poetry yeah i think it's you know i think it's fine when they have stuff that's a little bit more of a basic parody you know it's like it's it's fine to do a spoof that is you know quote-unquote easy or, or at sure. least you know feels easy but I, I do wish there was something a little bit different to kind of like shake it up from what you would expect yeah. you know when you know that it's like a, br- a thing making fun of bridesmaids yep. and, and weddings yeah, so. it was just a, a little a little boring yeah all right uh couple goals and uh, this is written by uh, Dan Bulla, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall. We've got some Please Don't Destroy Boys in there uh, doing a game show premise. Uh, and, man, what I love about this one is it goes in a completely unexpected direction because I can't tell you how many times we have seen a game show premise where it's couples and seeing how well they know each other, doing the, the newlywed game kind of formula. And you always expect there to be the couple that knows their shit and then the couple that's really bad. I do like. Uh, first of all, there's a good layer here of them doing the idea of the bad couple being a couple that met during uh, the coronavirus pandemic, and because they lived across from each other, and now they're married, and they don't really know anything about each other. Right. That's a funny, like you know, contemporary layer. But then the Dude, best part of it. Oh my you, gosh! Uh, for uh, for some reason, there would be no reason you're listening to us right now not uh, not having seen this. Yeah. Right. But just in case, like, you know, your significant other is in the car with you or something, maybe just pull over and, and show them this <laughs> sketch. Because the reveal is utterly incredible. I love it so much. Yeah, and there's two two parts of it that 
are are hilarious too because you have the initial wave of like of what the 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 funny part of the bit is, which is Keenan Thompson having this ultra deep, specific deep rooted fear of his wife falling down a the stairs, very specific, yeah, you know, and having to take care of her for the rest of his life. Uh, putting his dreams aside yeah exactly you know it's so, it's so it, good it's so random because you don't have no context he's just he's being weird exactly right and then you get the context because they do a quick cut to Devin walker and they're going to vote him in the crowd and his father is hand feeding with a spoon his wife who is clearly in a wheelchair and has has had the same fate that he doesn't want to see his wife have and you know what's great about this guy you know what they did so well they didn't belabor that part of it they just showed that was it. Yeah, that's all you get. And normally, I mean, not normally, but sometimes sketch shows, SNL Live in, uh, in particular, will like take the new version of the, the where we're going with this. And now the dad's gonna talk or get up on stage. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna escalate in a weird way like that. This was such a great. There they are, and now back to what we're doing. Yeah. Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> and then they have they have uh, a decent amount of comedy too, go- going back to Michael Longfellow and um, uh, Punky Johnson mm-hmm. as the terrible couple too. I love the 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 part too where she says, "Oh, maybe we'll just go, you know, with snakes." It's like, no, you fucking idiot! <laughs> I just told you I don't like snakes. I don't like snakes. <laughs> it was and good then, stuff. And then, then Keenan being calling it out, right? Or not yeah. Keenan. Uh, um, is James, James Dawson Johnson? Johnson. Yeah, not probably the smartest move. Calling your wife an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just loved it. Yeah, yeah. This was this was a great sketch. It's a great scratch. Yeah. Uh, great, 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 scratch. Great scratch. All right. Uh, next, we have traffic altercation. This was written by Mikey Day, Streeter Seidel, uh, with an assist from Vanessa Jackson. Not to be confused with Victoria Jackson, who is crazy who these is days. Crazy pants. Absolutely crazy pants. Uh, but yeah, traffic altercation. This one was so interesting because oh, I loved it so much. It's a live sketch, but they made it feel kind of like, like a, a pre-tape. pre-tape. The way they shot it and everything was done in a really creative I way. I love the set design. I love the green screen stuff. I yeah. love everything about the sketch. And the fact that they chose to do it live instead of pre-tape. Because this is one of those that we should have seen a cut for time pre-tape of this. And yeah. we would have all been mad, why wasn't this in the show? So instead of doing it as a pre-tape, they do it as a live sketch, and it totally works. Yeah. the Man, the physical stuff in here is so funny. Chloe Just- Feynman. I lost my shit. <laughs> yeah, I lost my shit, man. I don't really, really appreciate that you're doing it with two, two hands. hands. Uh, but yeah, it's just the, the physical comedy here is is so good because it's this this janky makeshift sign language that we've all done when yep. you're when you're try, like gesturing to somebody to be like, no, you you fucking you it's you, you. you you weird like you you eat you eat, eat my, butt. my butt you eat my butt and you know, I gotta tell you it's a little thing but I love that she says my butt and not my ass because there's just something about the way. She says, "Eat my butt." My butt. It sounds funnier than if she would have said "ass." And also, like they do say "puss." Yeah, but they don't say "pussy." Yeah, They're like my, no, my butt puss. Like, yeah, it's just and I, and then the Mikey Day pointing at back at Chloe Fine when he says "bitch,", <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and then the she gets him right. Are you hungry? Yeah, maybe we. And I think, oh, is this going rom com style? Nope. Eat my butt. <laughs> and then the mom pops in. Yeah. Oh, dude, all of that. This was this was a hilarious sketch. Yeah. I I love yeah. and I honestly too, for me, it's one that I think that they could easily do again if they wanted to oh, turn it into yeah. a recurring thing. Because you can always just change what they say and yeah. like what the, what the people who are in the car and and do the same basic premise because yeah. like it's not something that was like a, I mean, would a one and done. Love to see this again. Yeah, honestly. absolutely. Oh, what a great sketch! It would, it would be a lot of fun to see. So them. having this back to back from the last sketch, which I uh, took a turn and was amazing. 
holy crap. I was like, okay, this is early on in the episode, and this is my favorite one of the season so far, Like, yeah. if this continues. All right, we've arrived at Weekend Update. Uh, ben, do you want to do the, the honors and introduce the normal part? Because I, I feel like it's weird if I start talking about my own thing. It is kind of weird. Uh, as... As all listeners to the podcast understand, uh, Weekend Update is a special time of the show for Brad, where he uh, rips out his bradometer. Oof, almost got real ner- dirty there. Yeah, he rips out his bradometer, and he uh, he basically judges silently in the corner. And what he's judging, ladies and gentlemen, is how much do Colin Jost and Michael Che vibe mm-hmm. on each other. Yeah, And then, you know, Nate and I, we try to guess brad's bradometer level yeah 100 being the absolute most it could be and zero being they they just broke up and it's yeah. a cold shoulder situation um i have to say mm-hmm. that if this isn't 100 mm-hmm. i quit the show <laughs> this has to be from now on when we do the bradometer it will be this is the 100 yeah and everything else is based upon this this right yeah. like in my head brad what is the rating you're absolutely right in fact i would give this one over 100. I, so I thought about saying 110. I did. Yeah. But then I realized we're doing percentages. Yeah. And this is literally as high as it can be. It's full on 100%. This is what all other shows will be gauged upon. Yeah, absolutely. This, this was fucking perfect. Yeah, this is the pinnacle of Jost and Shay and them having having good banter and, and ribbing, ribbing each other. And just this was two friends having a blast on Weekend Update. Well, at least Michael Shea was having a one blast. One person was having <laughs> The other one was having an honest-to-God anxiety attack. because He's like, this is the meanest thing you've ever done to me. And it was earnest. The, yeah, because you, you can tell. Yeah, he like, was biting. I went back and watched it four times. Yeah. He's biting the pencil. He's like, he's, he's not. He's sweating. He's, he's so, like, he's like, what's going on? Because, and like, if you, when you go back and listen to the laughs for Chase stuff are f- through the fucking roof. So, okay, so when when so you go back and watch it, and uh, so obviously what we're referring to is the fact that Michael Che had told the audience as an April Fool's prank on Colin Jost, "Don't laugh at his stuff." Yeah, and so the laughs are so muffled. The problem is watching it the first time through and not knowing what's coming. Yeah, you just think like, "Oh, the audience isn't really responding." Yeah. but I didn't really think of anything of it. Honestly, yeah, I just thought, "Okay, they're they're a light laughing crowd this time." Then as soon as Michael Che gives one joke. Oh, there's the normal and actually yeah. heightened. It's funny though because it's interesting how much a live audience can make you rethink how funny something sure. is because oh, no, because you're like you're listening and you're like and you're like yeah those are pretty good but the audience isn't laughing super hard and you're just like oh okay those are those are okay I guess, I guess that's fine yeah that, I mean there's a reason that you know a show like Friends had a laugh track yeah. And there's a reason that Colin feels the way he does. It's because he could tell that there was a clear difference between how they were responding to his jokes li- compared to Michael J. Literally said, "I thought my mic was off." Yeah, like that's so good. It's such a good joke, by the way. Like, yeah, the playing. Uh, and his right. oh, his reaction was so like just so genuine. You can tell that like he really got him. Oh yeah, he this was, is the meanest thing you've ever done to me. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm sweating." Yeah. It was perfect. It was absolutely phenomenal. And it just goes to show you, too, that no matter, like... How professional and how amazing you are. How you are, how big you are, wh- wh- you can be part of the, the one of the biggest comedy institutions in the world. In the and, history of the world. Yeah. And, and you, you're married to Scarlett Johansson, and you're a millionaire, and you look like that, and yet... You're sweating bullets I because people aren't laughing at your I'm jokes. I'm bad at my job right now. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And that's, like, that's what comedy does to you. Yeah. And it's like, you want those laughs, and if you don't get them, you feel like shit. But yeah, I, wa- I rewatched uh, his delivery of the jokes, and then... Uh, Michael's first few jokes like literally four times 
and yeah. I kept enjoying it over and over again. It was so good. His just nervous mannerisms and the biting of the pencil, I've never yeah. seen it before. Yeah. He truly was freaking out. It is It is a great to watch, especially oh once God. you finally know the joke. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so speaking of the jokes, uh, they were they were pretty funny. I mean, they, they were there were some, some good- uh, I will say, I do think that this kind of overshadowed almost everything else. Oh, of course. Like, there, of course. there was no real coming back to, like, a normal weekend update right. after this, because everyone's just watching to see, like, how Colin continues. And, like, even when they start laughing at a joke, he's like, no. He's like, he doesn't, I don't even want it anymore. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> you don't get to give me this yeah. applause anymore. Let's get back to the, the regular part of Weekend Update, because we did have a couple uh, appearances at the desk by some, uh, by well, one character. Michelangelo's David. Yes. Played by Michael Longfellow, mm-hmm. who is becoming known as bringing inanimate objects kind of to life with at the a, with Weekend a, Update. With a very That's, deadpan yeah, yeah, personality. This is definitely a, a, a shtick that he's doing. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm here for it. I still think it's funny. I mean, the the uh, the the scream when he turned his neck. Oh was God, yes. so funny. Yes, that was that was a, f- a funny part to me. I will say it went on too long. Yeah, it went on too long. This one didn't really work quite as well for me as other Michael Longfellow bits of the desk have. Um, it, it had some amusing stuff. There was something weird. I wish they would have made the crotch stuff look better because, like, so. I got it later on that that those were his pubes. No, no, of course that's that's the idea. But when they when they stood up first, or when he stood up first, and you can see the leggings and yeah, it just doesn't look it, good when it, you can see the underwear, just the weird. pieces. It yeah, they, they should have figured out some way to like blend. They should have had his in. cock out. I would have loved to have seen <laughs> <laughs> how long that fellow is. But no, of course. Hey, oh, Nate is not here to shake his head at me. You need to start shaking your head uh, right now. I just don't. You can hear my head shaking. <laughs> There's um, the, this obviously comes from the fact that like for, that this st- the statue has been deemed pornographic <laughs> because there's a because people f- are fucking idiots. penis on it and people are assholes. Um, but but yeah, so that's what that's where this becomes from. Um, yeah, like we said, went on a little too long. I could, I would have preferred that they did something better with the physical bit and the bits. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was it was fine. Just just needed needed some trimming. I think no, I, <laughs> his his, uh, his marble pubes needed some trimming. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I I some thought, chiseling. Oh, nice. It was good. Uh, it wasn't great. It was good. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Marcelo Hernandez. Short Kings. Yeah, returning because he's a tiny fella. I w- I would like to see. Him stacked up against Quinton Bronson? Yeah, because I mean, you do s- you do see them together in the the drug dealer sketch, and I do think I that- never paid attention though. Yeah, I didn't pay close attention at, at, even after this, and I'm thinking about it. I think that maybe he's a little bit taller than. Oh Quinta no, he's Brunson. like five inches taller. She's yeah. li- I didn't look it up. So but she I'm must be. Joking. Yeah, she's like gymnast height. Yeah. She's so like if Marcelo Hernandez is a short king, then Quinton Brunson has to be the tiniest queen. Because <laughs> I, I like she she looks short against everybody. 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 Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so this is the one where he's basically talking about being a short king and all that kind of thing. This was one of those bits where, like, he's kind of doing a little bit of stand-up at sure. the Weekend Update desk, which, which is fine. This is still funny, though. Yeah, it was funny. Especially because he's looping in Colin Jost, who's already had, I don't know if you know this, kind of a tough night. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's, I think that helped make this funnier than it might have otherwise been, is getting the reaction from Colin when Marcelo no, Hernandez not... is talking to him about that. Well, then let's stand up and go back to back, Colin. I'm not going to do I'm that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> So yeah, this was it was again pretty good. I this was both both I think the guests were overshadowed by the the Michael Che prank. On, I, on I still Jost. thought Mar- Marcelo Hernandez's bit was very funny. It was it was funny. Um, and Michael Longfellow stuff. I, I honestly, I enjoyed. I don't want to say I didn't enjoy that. I was never bored with it. I, it got a little long in the teeth, yeah. but again, I liked both performances. Again, it's always going to be overshadowed by the the. 
man, let's call it what it is. The first time in a very long time where you saw something completely unscripted and that wasn't going off the rails. Yeah. You know, it was, Che must have gotten approval, obviously, from Lauren to do this because that's an incredibly- Yeah, if you didn't, I feel like that would be something you would dude, be in trouble for. Absolutely. Yeah. Lauren is, you know, he rules over that show with an iron fist when it comes to improv. Yeah. And so I'm sure he got approval to do it. Also, it's what's interesting, this is only the second time that there has been an episode of Saturday Night Live on April Fool's Day. Really? Yeah. The last time it happened was when Mel Gibson hosted back in 1989. There's, there's, wow. Otherwise, there's never been an episode that has aired on April Fool's Day. I mean, I'm sure that there have been April Fool's Day. They were just off on that week, maybe? Or that's, is it just random that no, it just was that, never a, that's, on a Saturday? Yeah, that's what I mean. Is There was never a, a Saturday that landed on April Fool's before. It was just for, for as far as Saturday Night Live is concerned. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but that's why you guys are listening to this podcast. You want to have tips and tricks? Well, we have our peaks uh, and we have our valleys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you said that because we this sketch, uh, Midwife, written by Jimmy Fowley, Bowen Yang, and Celestium, uh, that didn't really do it for me. So uh, I, I will say that I, I mean, I'm not going to shit on this too much because I, I enjoyed what they were trying to do. Like, I really did think that somebody had the idea, like, the wig is going to get even longer we're gonna do this time travel stuff we'll go back and forth back and that's it's a clever premise yeah it didn't work no <laughs> but it was it i felt, like the effort it felt like the kind of 10 to 1 sketch that usually would kind of fall on its face um and some of it i feel like the timing was a little bit off the delivery yeah. oh, sure. w- wasn't great uh, uh Bo- the delivery room <laughs> Bo and yang broke a couple times which yeah. was which was amusing but yeah this one I, I don't know like usually when Bo and yang does a character like this he can save it in some capacity even if the sketch isn't all that great but this one really just just felt like a, a dud to me i just i just was not having it yeah the i don't know the, the, some of the the more clever stuff was when when they actually had the cards where it was you know 14 years earlier and then for, what did it say like 17 years after four three years after being 14 years earlier yeah i mean i i laughed a little bit at that kind of stuff they were playing with that trope mm. and i enjoyed it and the, i will say the long ass wig was pretty funny but yeah other than that it was a oof, kind of a swing and a miss yeah i mean it's i don't know i i, I guess yeah i don't know it, it, for, for me it's uh i, I like seeing bow and yang do these kinds of characters I, I wish... When he does them good. Brad Oman says, do good, Bo and Yang. I mean, he did do the character good. It's just that the writing of the sketch was probably mm. just... Oh, yeah. Who, who wrote that one? <laughs> yeah, we keep forgetting to... No, I said it. Did you? I who said, was it? I said at the top of the sketch. Who was mm. it? I'm not going to say it again. I already mm. said it. Did you? Are you sure? I, I 100% did. Okay, Nate. The people people know. Sounds good, Nate. People, the people what, listening, they know the story. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go to our, the next sketch, which is Bosses. This was written by Mike DeCenzo, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, and Jake Nordwin. Again, got got the Please Don't Destroy Boys in there. And uh, they deliver with a another hilarious sketch. Uh, this one definitely does feel like a 10 to 1 sketch. I didn't know how much I needed to see uh, Sarah Sherman and Quinta Brunson as short, bald men uh, in a sketch like this. Because... They look hilarious, and just the energy they have, looking like these 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 tiny little balding men, was on its own hilarious. But then the fact that they're just doing the most exaggerated form of sexual harassment—it was so. <laughs> so I will I'll be honest. It was awkward to watch this with Bailey, because you always like, like, try to honk her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> the focus was so much on Chloe Feynman's chest. Yeah, I mean. You couldn't look away literally because they're they're 
framing it with their hands and like oh god yeah. and, and it just I, it got to the point where I'm like all right i mean i don't need to keep looking at her moves like it just got weird you know and i get it that's what they were are you constantly do. ogling women that bailey has to watch where your no, eyes I'm are t- when you're looking at the tv <laughs> no this, this seems like a personal problem i'm saying that because they were drawing the attention so much it did get i mean it was awkward but the fact that she noticed means that she's no, like she didn't she I said, constantly has no, to look to see where you're that's looking not just, the point like, of she's what like ben ben are you looking at the boobs no, in the shot no is, is it every movie you watch you're just immediately look, zeroing in on the boobs no i was saying that because they uh, you know what like i imagine what happens is, is like you oh. get like binocular vision like when you see it in a show and they're the camera's looking through binoculars but it's just you just staring at all the boobs <laughs> with my hands yeah. like that <laughs> yes you get real close to the tv and just like put your yeah I got, overnight i became a chloe Feynman fan here we go yeah well, i'm a scientologist now here we go praise xenu <laughs> <laughs> Lord Zeno gave her those movies, but man, the just, the physical performances by Sarah Sherman no, and, it was uh, and so Quinta funny. Brunson here were so good. Quinta Brunson, it, this was the sketch that I said, "Oh my God, she's so short. <laughs> she's so she tiny. does. She looks. She somehow looks even tinier in here than she did earlier. Exactly. I uh, I want to point out a little nitpick. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's just a it's a little thing, and it, it takes you out Can of. We it. just start calling them Brad picks. No, uh, it takes it ever so slightly out of the sketch. And it's Molly Carney is not great at holding the coffee mug and making it seem as if there's actually coffee. I in know. It. Several times they a, were very, wagging it around. Very quick. And not even that. They weren't even like sipping properly to make it seem like they were actually sipping. But then they would wave it around, gesturing, forgetting that there isn't liquid in it. And you could tell. And it just, it just bugged me. <laughs> it just bugged me. It's the kind of thing where commit to the bit. Yeah, no. You I know, get it. if you're going to hold a coffee mug, make sure it's got coffee in it. And act like it's got coffee in it. Don't you fuck me like this. So, I wonder... If they drank all the coffee? No, I wonder, like... I get it that you're, you don't really want to put water in the cup. Sure. But, like, why not a little water? Just a little bit, just to remind you. Maybe they don't want to electrocute anybody. See, I don't think that's a thing. Like, but they do plenty of spilling in other exactly. sketches, so... Put, put like, a quarter of a cup of uh, water in there. Or just put something solid in it that isn't going to leave the cup. Yeah. So like, that there's it feels like it has weight, weight to yeah, it. Yeah, see, there you go. Come on, props department. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing that happens with any coffee cup in any movie. They're never doing it. They're never. There's never any liquid in it or anything like that. Well, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna start uh, uh, halffullcoffeecups.com. Half full coffee cups. The Penis Brothers part of the sketch. What? Uh, <laughs> that sounded so combined. <laughs> Half full coffee. The Penis Brothers part of the sketch. I just. Uh, <laughs> It took such a sudden absurd turn. I I was it was already absurd. I was not expecting it to go to go to that level. Yeah, no, it, it got it's this is Sarah Sherman all day long, right? Like this yeah. is just her. There was oh it was so funny. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, I was uh I didn't know what I was watching sometimes and it was <laughs> but I was still laughing. I do, I do think the ending was a little bit rough, but like wait, how did this one end? I honestly don't know. Bowen Yang came in and said that they're fired. Oh yeah, corporate called and yeah. you're fired. It's like yeah. okay, it's, that's a little, a w- it's a little abrupt and like you kind of expect it. Putting a bow on it pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Pretty simple. Felt just felt like it's, oh, they cut it off a little too soon. Uh, I, I could have used more Penis Brothers. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Penis Brothers. Who doesn't love good Penis Brothers? <laughs> that's my, actually my. It's my second favorite brother-based video game that Nintendo ever did. It's so Super Mario Brothers followed closely by the Penis Brothers. No, no, no. The first one is is the Penis Brothers. No, Boobs Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Uh, the last sketch of the night was another pre-tape. Uh, the Please Don't Destroy Boys back with Street Eats. 
This was one of their uh, pre-taped sketches, but this one they didn't actually play themselves. They played people who are hosting a faux uh, food documentary called Street Eats that goes around New York, except they're just three white guys who don't really know anything about New York. Let's see if I can remember their names. Rocco, Donald Trump spelled a different way, Yeah, and it was something like Kitty Cat Boy or something like that, like Tabby Cat? Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> that was all three of them, yeah. and they don't want any flavor on their food. <laughs> they got Jamaican jerk chicken yep. with no cumin, mm-hmm. no cayenne, right. no salt or pepper. Right. So you just want some bland ass chicken. Yeah, and that is correct. And they loved. And they loved it. it. They loved it. I will say my favorite part of the sketch is when they're in the convenience store with the construction workers. Oh, absolutely. That, that was one that worked for me because otherwise, I didn't think that this was one of their stronger uh, pre-recorded tapes that they did. Rice, the thinking man's chips. <laughs> Will you shut the fuck yeah. up? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was this was a, this one along with the 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 Netflix uh, bridesmaid documentary one. This one was the only other one that felt like they were doing like a spoof parody kind of thing. Um, and to me, I wonder if maybe that's just not. Please don't destroy strong suit when they're doing something that's like a direct See, I, no, spoof I, or parody. I really like this one. I still liked it, but it didn't. But compared to compare it to other please don't destroy sketches we've seen, you know, over over the the episodes. This to me wasn't one of their better ones. Really? I, I would put yeah, see, I, I would put it somewhere in the middle. See, I, I really liked it. I think this was better like the, than the Woody Harrelson uh, Hitman one. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay, well I'm not can, sure. You can be wrong. I'm Nate, not sure. Nate agrees with me. I, I think him. I think maybe it's because it's the same kind of thing with the bridesmaids one, where it's a simple idea of making fun of you know a food food documentary and like people you know not knowing what what they're talking about when they're doing it. But I it. still I mean it, there was enough of like. Them yelling and being shut, you know, shut up, and a bodega, like just there, there was a, plenty of <laughs> stuff, stuff that I laughed at. That, I think mean, that was funny. I'll, I'll give you that. But mid- middle tier, you can say you can change your tune. Middle tier, please don't destroy for me. Still top tier, middle tier. Yeah, like seventieth percentile for me. Ooh, no, I'm gonna say like fifty five percentile. Whoa, so low, not low, because like. Even even a even a forty percentile, please don't destroy, is better than like. What's the worst? Please don't destroy. Well, I'd have to go back and like remember all of them. And I don't think any of them are like. I've never seen one that I thought was terrible. Right. Because they're very funny. They are very funny. They're a funny trio. They are. All right. Uh, so that is the end of the sketches, Ben. I know that you meticulously take time uh, before we record every episode. To figure out both your best sketch, your favorite yep. sketch, yep. and your MVP, the latter one especially one you take time to like mm-hmm. take notes I, and write down. And I see, I see screen time reports. Yeah, you have a Lisa Frank notebook that you keep all of your notes in. It's a uh, neon colored. Uh, with who's the, Lisa Frank? Lisa Frank. Uh, you don't know what Lisa Frank is? Is that Anne Frank? No, no, because that's, that's a diary. No, no, because that's Anne Frank. Yeah, it's a diary. Yeah, but is that this what you're is, about? no, no, Lisa Frank folders. Oh no. Huh? You don't know what Lisa Frank is? No. The the like the the gaudy neon folders with like unicorns and rainbows and stuff on them. I didn't know that it had a title. It's a brand name. I, I didn't know. Okay. How do you not know what Lisa Frank is? I don't. I've never heard that name in my life. Are you serious? I'm being dead serious. I have no idea what you're talking about. Did you live through the '90s, man? Yeah, I had a trapper keeper and everything. Yeah, that's where they put Lisa Frank folders and trapper keepers. I mean, I just thought it was a trapper keeper. It is, but that trapper keeper is a separate brand from Lisa Frank. But people would get Lisa Frank folders and notebooks. And put them in trapper. I'm sorry keepers. that I didn't get like colored, glittery unicorn stuff and them. put it in my trapper keeper. You don't need to get them to understand. Well, I don't understand why you're why you're so adamant about this. My trapper keeper. I don't think like, a lot of people know who Lisa Frank is. A lot of people know who Lisa Frank is. Uh, okay, guys, if you're out there and you listen to this podcast and you know who Lisa Frank is, 
leave a review on, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you do, and say, Ben, you're an idiot for not knowing who Lisa Frank is, and tell us no the Lisa gonna... Frank tell us the Lisa Frank folders you had. By but... the way, no one's going to do this because not because it's a bad idea, uh, but because no one knows what Lisa Frank is. Tell you what, go to our Facebook page and wh- whatever most recent post there is from the Ten to One podcast, go on there and comment, uh, Ben. What the hell's wrong with you? Lisa Frank is my queen, and these are my favorite folders. Okay, yeah. Good luck. There's <laughs> no, no. no. Lisa, hey, hey, and if you've never heard of Lisa Frank, don't comment. Well, that's not. That's not <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah, then nobody's going to comment. That's not, you don't know I'm, I'm going to win by default. My trapper keeper looks like a basketball. We are getting so off track. Had a skin, Nate, skin we, around. Nate, we need you back, buddy. We're off the rails. Nate, if you get a chance, let us know what your favorite traffic <laughs> keeper was. Nate, let us know if you know who Lisa Frank is. Okay, what was your favorite sketch of the night, you Lisa Frank? Uh, the 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 car sign language yeah. was the favorite. It was incredible. Yeah, I think that was my favorite as well. They pulled it off logistically, and I think that helped Yeah. also, but it was also very, very funny. I love a good sketch with some, some physical comedy yeah. in it. Was uh, this was this was a good one, and I think it was followed pretty closely by couple goals for me because I still I really really liked, yeah I really no liked, I mean I get it I, I always love when they take a familiar premise and they turn it into something that you don't sure. don't expect sure. especially when it comes to game shows because they have done so many game shows over the years and it's hard to make it refreshing and like to surprise you and this one really did and I so you're we're in agreement that that was the best sketch of the night traffic altercation was the best okay. sketch yeah for sure uh, and my MVP is Quinta Brunson yeah. I think actually I I agree with you. It, it takes a lot. It does take a lot for to to want to make but the host think, everybody the MVP. start thinking through the sketches, and who was in them, and what role they played. Yeah. And this host was not uh, scenery. No. This host was involved in almost every one of the funniest sketches of the night. There was only one one sketch that she was in where she played what that was essentially the straight woman, and that was the bad midwife sketch. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and because she but was the just car. She was Her so in the good. car. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. And the midwife, or sorry, the, she's in the midwife, but the game show. The bosses. The bosses. Oh, God, yeah. The penis sketch. Yeah. The penis brothers. I guess she was kind of a straight woman in the game show sketch, but she also, like, there was an incredulous behavior Yeah, I mean, to there her. was enough to it. Yeah. You know, it didn't take anything away from her. Yeah. Keenan was clearly the, the star wow, of that one. But. man. Very impressive. Yeah. This very, is, very impressive. Have you watched Abbott Elementary? Uh, I actually watched the first like three episodes. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that it, again one of those things we started it and then we've established that you're not a big fan of comedy. <laughs> I watch things and then I get busy and forget about them. That's honestly what it is. So you just don't respect comedy. Okay. So also uh, speaking of, Ale- I'm Abbott- surprised you didn't have any problems with Abbott Elementary the same way that you do The Office because there is a bit of that cringy humor because Janine is not necessarily like. The most liked because she's a bit of a, a, a tryhard, even though she's yep. she's adorable and she is doing the right thing. But there's some cringe stuff in, in Abbott Elementary. Yeah, and that's probably why you know I never circled back. Ah, uh, okay. You know, I was trying to be polite. You're missing out on a lot of comedy. Uh, we have met Janelle James, you and I. Yes. Uh, in 2013, actually, at the Limestone Comedy Festival. And she's on Abbott and Elementary. She's the principal on Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. and a phenomenal comedic talent yes and a, and a lovely person yes and uh we wish her the best because she's going to be an avid listener of this podcast absolutely um i would like there actually i wouldn't mind seeing janelle james host saturday night live i w- oh. i wouldn't mind seeing cheryl lee ralph host saturday night live another great Abbott elementary cast member um yeah so like just, they won't but it would be nice to see. i don't know i mean they had shirley ralph sing uh sing at the the super bowl you know so like I think that she's created like anything a, is possible. Uh, a big enough, you know, persona for herself because of how successful Abbott Elementary is. What do you think is? of Lil Yachty? 
Uh, I didn't think that he brought a big enough boat. <laughs> no. it was just, it was, a, just a little yachty. It wasn't, it wasn't a big yachty. No, I didn't watch. I didn't either. Yeah, I just like I knew that I wasn't gonna. It was gonna be no. I mean, that, like, I, that's not a slam on Little Yachty. I don't no. watch any of the musicals. So. I watched some. I when I, I, well, I, I've I heard Little Yachty stuff before, so like, I, but I wasn't curious enough to see like what he was gonna perform this time. I I said Bailey, uh, Little Yachty's performing, and I said, "Is he the one that does the yaddy 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 yaddy?" Because and then she was like, "No, no, that's, that's not completely different." Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, oh, it's kind of like his name. So yeah, funnily enough, that that's Big Rowboat who does that mm. one. <laughs> well, that's it for another episode <laughs> of the Ten to One. Hey. What are we doing next week for for the 10 to 1 podcast? Guys, we have an exciting host next week. What? Nate Laux. Is back. Is back! And he's going to keep us on the rails. No, Molly Shannon is returning to Saturday Night Live. Holy crap. It is only the second time she's hosted, and the last time she hosted was all the way back in 2007. So it's been a long time since Molly Shannon has hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, She's made a couple guest appearances here and there. Uh, on the show, but it's going to be great to have her back. She's riding a pretty good wave right now. Yeah. Um, you can see her in A Good Person, which is Zach Braff's new movie that's playing in theaters, uh, and pretty soon the third season of the comedy series The Other Two is going to be coming back to HBO Max. And she only had a like a, um, a a smaller supporting role in the first season, but the second season really leaned into her character's presence and uh, her, her role in the show, and she's very funny. That's a hilarious show, uh, and that comes from some SNL people as well. So if you haven't seen that, that's a available on hbo max it's a really funny show i can't wait to see molly shannon back uh it's, it's gonna be awesome we're gonna get some mary Catherine gallagher for sure will we oh yeah will we it's like her her most and and it's not even close it's her most famous character will so we? you're gonna get it will i'm sorry buddy but no, it's no happening. i think we will too uh will I would, we will I would, we i would love to see a sweaty balls i mean you're not gonna do it they're not gonna do it because it's alec baldwin and he's in a lot of trouble but uh what about be, be awesome what about sally o'malley yeah, see, I, that's a forgettable character for me. How is that forgettable? I mean, I mean, I, I I'm fifty. She's I'm, fifty. Because she really, now she's probably she really is. Would it be great if she was like I'm ninety, <laughs> and she like, dies. Molly Shannon is fifty. I don't, let's look. At oh that. man, I don't know how old she is. So maybe they will do now. Okay, now that is funny. If they can come up with a way to make her real age and the you know. What what if she just comes out and she's like yeah I'm fifty yeah I'm, yeah I'm, I'm my my name is Molly Shannon let's see, she I'm, was I'm she was 50. born in sixty four so let's do our math uh she is yeah she's she'll be sixty next yeah. year so she's fifty nine oh wow yeah all right okay hey fun story <laughs> I went to uh there's there's a bookstore I like to go to called Second and Charles you don't know how to read I don't but I like to go to bookstores. Um, and I, uh, I found a, a signed, uh, first edition copy, not as if this is an old book, but like it's, they always make a point to say like, it's the first edition of it, of Molly Shannon's memoir, Hello Molly. Uh, and it was signed by her, which was pretty cool. Found it, found it in a bookstore. You know, I do this thing where I go to used bookstores and I just sign the author's name in the books. (sighs) And so I hope that it's, that you just found my signature. That explains the uh, Huckleberry Finn I found that was yeah. signed at only fifteen bucks. Yeah, and I I cited as Mark Twain because I couldn't remember Samuel Clemens at the time. That was funny because it it said it, it looks like it, it said Macklemore. <laughs> 
So I think you're just bad at signing. Nate, we miss you. <laughs> I can't wait for you to have the reins in your hands again. This show sucks without you, and we miss you, buddy. I don't know if it sucks. It's pretty terrible. I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe you just spent too much time focusing on boobies. Okay, listen. Chloe Feynman has a set. No, I'll just... Oh, whoa, <laughs> gross. Well, the Penis Brothers they influenced me. Uh, I guess you can't deny that the Penis Brothers have... And so on and so forth. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, be sure to give us a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check us out uh, on our Facebook page and our website as well. You can find our podcast there. And uh, just tell us how much you like it, how much uh, Ben needs to look into Lisa Frank and understand how cool these folders were back in the 90s. I think Lisa Frank is even still around. I think they, she still makes cool, radical shit. Uh, <laughs> cool, radical shit. Yeah. I would also like to apologize uh, if I did come off as misogynistic talking about Chloe Feynman. I did not. It was I was doing a bit and... I hope it. I hope you can forgive me. Wow, I'm sorry. All right. Well, uh, really brought the room down. Well, so. listen, I don't want to get in trouble because I, I was I was trying to make I was trying to have fun with it, and then it turned out, like I know that you're objectifying a woman. Don't, don't do that. You're it's making awkward. it. We're making it worse. Yeah, now. well, I just feel I feel bad. I feel awkward now. Oh God! Oh no! Be good to yourself. Be good to others, and we'll be back next week.